Welcome to Hieronymus Bot, the only podcast willing to share earbuds with a complete stranger on a bus. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this time we're covering Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 16 of House of Cards. Where do you come down on sharing earbuds with people? Never. Never do it. I can share it with my girlfriend and maybe my kid. Maybe a close friend, I guess, but... Point of fact, we've shared earbuds before. We have, although I usually do hover ear, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. You hover ear me? I hover ear. Jesus Christ. I hover ear everyone. It's not just you. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. I'll have you know I swab my ears out daily, sir. All right. Good to know. Maybe next time I won't hover ear. (laughs) Uh, so I, th- there's a lot in here that I don't like that is pertaining to Lucas and his plot. See, I'm, I, they've reeled me back in because they have, they flattered me that they proved my prediction true. Okay. Yes. That the FBI was watching him do his stupid, stupid stuff. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> blatant, obvious. This makes total sense that this would be how a security agency of some sort and i'm not sure if we're talking about because in that room is a secret service and fbi Uh uh-huh neither of which i think are allowed to spy on you want an nsa agent yeah maybe i'm not sure because one of them is not allowed to 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 spy domestically and the other one is and maybe it's nsa not allowed and fbi can but okay regardless um to me it seems like that's exactly how they take advantage of an idiot like lucas and he He's walked right into – the thing is, is like why does – this should be over. As soon as he sent the two-factor authentication for the Herald, he uh-huh. committed a felony. They could just roll up on him and cuff him. Yeah, so he didn't post the two-factor thing to the internet or – oh, I'm sorry, the deep web. It doesn't matter. He he helped a hacker gain access to his... I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, do they know about that? Who doesn't know about that? Do, does the FBI or Dude, the NSA or whoever Dude, if you don't think Hieronymus Bot is an FBI agent, you're a fucking idiot. Who is Hieronymus Bot in this? He's he, he, it he's is, the McPoyle? I believe it's the... I don't know, because I'm going to be pissed. I The only reason I went along with this is because the whole, whole time I maintained a Hieronymus Bot was the FBI operation that got put into motion at the beginning of this episode oh okay because if it's not i'm livid yeah yeah yeah. that his stupid fishing exercise got a hacker of this gene hackman magnitude i know but okay so you think the camera set up in the apartment all of this is an fbi sting everything because if it's not yeah i'm just beyond the pissed but what's the point like, to bring this guy down. But they already have everything they need, like you said. Why would they invite him to an apartment with a camera to get, like, a confession from him? I guess so it would be an open and shut case. Like, you know, it's like, well, I emailed this. I wasn't sure if it was right. But he's, he stole a dude's phone. Uh-huh. It feels like they got enough on him, and maybe they just want to bury him. Okay. Like, get him on even treason charges so he'd just be doing time in Fort Leavenworth, and they'll never hear from him again. Maybe. Okay, so... Or if he gets shipped off to, like... uh um oh shit what's guantanamo? that place in, yeah guantanamo in cuba <laughs> so if this is all an fbi sting operation i'm 
far less annoyed by it. I, that's what I'm rolling I'm with, with you until there. proven otherwise. Okay, I am I am rolling with that not being the case until proven otherwise. So I I just don't like any of this stuff. Like the it's just too stupid to hurt. I mean, cause, it is. I'm I'm an IT guy. I do a lot of stuff with computers, and when they start talking about in tier technologies and high tech sandwiches, I just tune out, and it's stupid. Uh-huh. Like that that stuff. I get that you don't want to go into detail. That's fine. You can gloss the surface in a way that makes sense. And it's just the terminology is just dumb. Well, you, I don't you, like you, it. You didn't like taking a fingerprint by covering the That's camera okay. aperture? Yeah. That doesn't work, surely. It probably doesn't. How could it? It needs light to take a picture, and you're covering it with your fucking thumb. Yeah, very true. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's an iPad. Maybe it does some fancy stuff. Like, it's like <laughs> if you said, hover your thumb two inches above uh-huh. and set it to macro. For, maybe, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too hung up on it. I just okay. don't like the covert espionage technology stuff that they're doing in here because I've seen it done far better in many other places, and and it just doesn't do anything. Plus, for Lucas me. just feels like too much of a pissant to take down Frank. Yeah, yeah. I think like there he's, he's going angry. To be... He's not skilled. He's not smart. Right, and we know he can't win because presumably, I think. They might have already ordered a season three, but presumably, unless this ends with Frank, I don't know. I haven't seen the whole season, obviously. I haven't read a lot of spoilers on it. Sure. But unless this ends with him being in the president and also brought low, there's going to be a third season in which, you know, there's no way this hacker shit can pay off that much. Yeah. That soon. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Okay. Do you want to say anything else about Lucas here? Um, or we move on? How'd you like McPoyle? I loved seeing him. That was awesome. Uh, first time I've ex- ever seen him outside of a bathrobe. Uh, yep, yeah, and I was expecting a glass of milk in his hand. <laughs> uh, uh, he he basically played a similar character, just a slightly less weird, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the same. I mean, tone. we could, I could talk for hours about the. I mean, the 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 bad Matrix stuff. Like he gets a yeah. iPad delivered to him with a talking bird, with a talking bird, squid, thing. parrotfish, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's come on, man. It's ridiculous. I just didn't like any of that stuff. Take this iPad pre-configured for this Waffle House Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, I guess the super he hack could... would spring for a three G model. Yeah, right? come on, give him some credit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, so uh, what do you think is going on with Christine? Christina. Christina. Uh, Christina and the president. Uh, yeah, that'd be a place to start. She I don't know. Me, she it shut down like... Lucas really hard at the beginning of the episode. Like, says, if you mm-hmm. try to contact me again, I'm calling the cops and the Secret Service. Have yeah. fun with that. But Claire uh, sees her and the president walking down the hall and thinks that they're intimate. Yeah. And I don't know. The way they were interacting, probably. Is uh, that, I, I... I don't know that intimate implies sex or an affair or anything. Uh, Walker's married, right? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, has hmm. there been a president that's a bachelor since like they wear war beards and crazy ass sideburns? Mm. I don't even Not know if there has been a president bachelor. Yeah, so I'm I'm Jefferson? going to assume that he is married, and that this would be a big deal if they were intimate in a physical way, you know. Uh, but I don't know where that's well, going yet. It's obvious that. It's going to play in somewhere. But you're thinking that in terms of embarrassing him with a political scandal. I'm yeah. thinking in terms of Frank 
Christine sure. is Christina is uh, loyal to Frank. Yeah. And if she's intimate with the president, he can use that to get even more information on what makes him tick. Definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm positive we will see more about that. We just don't know enough about it yet, right? Okay. Uh, I, I, so, so let's talk about Tusk for a minute. All right. Tusk got his dick cut off last episode. Sure. I, I talked about that uh, metaphorically. This episode, they really raised the stakes by drawing a bull with a giant dick, mm-hmm. and then well, I think Frank was the bull, no, with the giant dick. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because he's the matador, man. Tusk is the bull, and then after okay. after Tusk jumps him and says, "Hey, let me take credit for this scheme you're hatching," uh, Francis takes a bite off of a carrot, uh-huh. effectively cutting his dick off a second time. Uh-huh. Uh, and and on and. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I don't know how many tusks. How many? How many tusks? Tusk ha, has to lose, man. Because well, he's, apparently he's lost two dicks, and arguably a third one got cut off at the end of the episode. Over I don't know stuff. about the anatomy of any of these people because uh, the guy who he's fighting with, uh, Aceveda from the Shield. I don't know his name in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claims to have multiple sacks. And I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, multiple yeah, tea multiple bags. No man I know has multiple tea bags. Maybe, maybe the Senate ran train on him. Just, just strapped him down, opened his mouth, and just oh, God. tea bag after tea bag after tea bag. Speaking of running train, this train is going off the rails. Mm. Uh, well, hopefully Zoe won't <laughs> jump in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Man. Too soon. Um, okay, let's reset then. Okay, so Tusk. You were talking about how uh, he got his dick cut off. The start, they're talking about that State of the Union speech, which is kind of the framework for this whole episode. And mm-hmm. Tusk is concerned that they're, they're just talking too much about uh, domestic policy and this China shit's getting swept under the rug. Yeah. And Frank's like, well, that's what, you know, people really care more about their Social Security and their retirement than they give a shit about, raw, you know, rare earth materials from China. Dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frank's like, hey, I got the perfect thing. We can get a big win. On a domestic front, we can uh, divert, uh, avert the crisis of a government shutdown. This is a very yeah. current events type of this season, it sure. seems like. But it's a very risky maneuver. Um, Frank doesn't know if he can pull it off in time for the State of the Union. Because basically the Democrats are offering up one of their sacred cows for slaughter, which is entitlement reform. Yeah. In this case, they're wanting to raise the Social Security age to either 67 or I think they eventually put 68 on the table. Yeah, 68 and early retirement at 64, I think. Um, and that's something that they've been fighting the Republicans on since the Johnson administration, apparently. Um mm-hmm. So, but he's like, we're going to offer that up. The Republicans will pounce on it. They get a win. We get a win. We've averted disaster. And then once we get this uh, domestic win under our belts, we can get the your thing, Raymond, which is the, the yeah. Chinese stuff. Um, the problem uh, we see, and we've never really dealt with the Senate. Um, we've always been in the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Senate, if you don't know, is the body where uh, each state gets two re- two senators, and there's a total of a hundred, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. um, where in the House, it's more free willing. They have like almost five hundred of these fuckers, and the state you get as many state you get as many representatives as you have population to support it. Okay. Yep. So Texas has a bunch. California has a bunch. Connecticut has just very few. Um, anyway, we're in the Senate where apparently this is controlled by the Republicans. Uh, so we're dealing with a Republican uh, House Majority Leader, which hilariously is a Latino. Um, <laughs> they 
are dealing with a guy who's named Curtis Haas, mm-hmm. who is a supposedly the representative of the Tea Party in this universe. And he controls a third of the Republican caucus, uh, which makes him a powerful person. And he doesn't want to hear any of this weak shit, six, work until you're 68 stuff. He wants to, it to be higher. He wants it to go in effect sooner. And he wants ironclad guarantees that they can't revisit this for 10 or 15 years. And Frank's got some suggestions on how they can pass the, 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 the bill to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's where I'm a little murky on. Um, I don't uh, – because Frank's at some point put some kind of poison pill in this bill that says if any uh, amendment passes to the bill, it automatically passes the main bill, which seems like insanity. That is shocking to me but, that, but that it, can be done. But he, 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 he put it in there as a sop to the Republicans and then uses it against them later, which I do understand that part, which yes. we'll get to later uh, here in a bit. So um, Tusk thinks this is risky, and uh, Frank's like, you know what? You're right. I'll take it to the president, and if it's a failure, the failure is my own. And Tusk goes, no, no, wait a second. I'll take it to him. It'd be better coming from a friend, which I think is what Frank wanted all along. I think so. Because it's like, well, that way it's your idea, and if it blows up in my face, then you know it hurts me, and if it works, it helps me too. I think he was prepared to take it to the president himself. Yes. But – Having Tusk do it is just icing on the cake. Now, uh, in the machinations here, he finds out that Tusk is making it seem like Frank strong-armed him on this, and he's against it the whole way. Mm-hmm. And the president, at one point, when this thing's all falling to shit, and uh, the uh, uh, Tea Party uh, Curtis um, reverses direction and decides not to back the bill any longer, um, he accuses Frank of you know fucking up the administration, making them look bad. And uh, Tusk has thrown him under the bus saying that, hey, I got strong arm. It wasn't my idea. Frank fights back by saying, well, you know, he should should give you better advice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then as the president points out, it's like, look, he relies to us on uh, politics. It's like we rely on him for business, which is funny because he plays politics pretty well. Mm -hmm. But we've already talked about what a moron the president is. (laughs) Sure. So um, the solution here that Frank sees is to get uh, "quote unquote" medieval on the rules of parliamentary procedure. In easily my favorite scene in this episode, it's it's really good. Even if you barely understand what's happening, it's still very yeah. cool. They provide. So I am not familiar with any of the politics, any of the rules of parliament, or anything to go along with this. But they make it clear contextually what's going on. It'd be fun to get my buddy Ian on here when on, when we do the full cast, actually, because he's he's very versed in this stuff and he's, he's oh, yeah. really plugged into politics and uh, works over there in Washington. He could probably break it down. And although I wonder if he would think this is as ridiculous as we think the computer <laughs> stuff is, probably, probably. But it hinges but it's on been the, done before. Yes, so. it hinges on the fact that number one, the vice president of the United States is the president of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Anytime he comes in, he gets to set. Uh, he gets to enforce rules of procedure. He gets to bring motions, and he kind of runs things. Yeah, and the way he walks into that room, you know he runs things. Yeah, it's like, I think you're in my seat. He sits in the big chair. He makes a roll call, roll call go much faster because that was one of the things that yep. the Republicans are trying to do to stall to get more of their members back. There's a, a really nice, subtle look when he's walking up toward the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camera kind of 
like looks at a direction he's going to be walking and then he kind of subtly looks at us mm-hmm. as if watch this guys right yeah yeah <laughs> i love this, that this is gonna be good yeah um so he starts ramming things through and to combat this uh because they got to do a roll call to get a quorum which means there's at least yeah. a majority of the hundred people there to combat this this republicans just say everybody walk out uh-huh just get the fuck out of here and they fall short like i think five or six members of a quorum yeah they don't have quorum so the president's like oh what a shame the uh, the vice president's like oh what a shame um tell the master of arms <laughs> which is the security guard of the senate mm-hmm. to uh round up uh an arrest any members that do not have an excused absence or are yep. not sick and bring them back in here so we can get a fucking quorum and that's what they do. They start going to the Senate chambers and 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 trying to round up as many people to bring back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader, this Hector guy, comes into Frank and says, "What the fuck are you doing? You know this can't work." And Frank says, "Oh, on contrary, it's going to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get on board, I'm going to completely fuck you over with the majority that I have." Yeah. So no, the the really just amazing thing that happens here is when all of the Republicans decide to walk out. Mm-hmm. Frank seizes that opportunity to get the motion to the, to make the call of the house because they don't have the people there to vote it down. Right. Like now he's got all his guys in the room. They're of course going to vote for it mm-hmm. and pull everybody back in. It's just, it's genius. I right. loved it. So, uh, he brokers a deal and, and the guy's like, well, what do you want? And he's like, look, I just want your six guys to, uh, past the deal we already shook on, which this guy was wanting to do anyway. He's yeah. like, my hands are tied by the tea party. Uh, he said, but look, I, we can't like just willingly walk back in. We'll lose face. So Frank's like, no problem. Get your best actors together. They handcuff them and drag them in as if they were in chains. Yep. Then they have a quorum and then they pass a amendment to the bill, which now passes the main bill, which yeah. is, I'm not really Ugh. sure about this. And the other thing that, so Frank's victorious, uh-huh. and it pisses off the Tea Party guy. But here's the thing. Politically, this seems like it's going to be a goddamn disaster. Because, say, we're living in a divided America where you got, like, 10 20% in the middle. You got 40% Democrats. You got 40% Republicans. The numbers change here and there. But, you know, you're hardcore to hardcore. Mm-hmm. Those 40% of Republicans um, would be fucking livid. That this strong arm bullshit happened and subverted their idea of, you know, liberty. Sure. And this is just a clear, this is, you know, like the the Tea Party guy said, this is uh, the vice president being a a tyrant. And I don't see how they could deal with that kind of political fallout. I mean, that's just going to cause a huge amount of rancor in Washington, which maybe that's going to be the rest of the season. Yeah, it's interesting because the vice president isn't supposed to be biased toward a party, right? But Frank coming out of... No, I don't think that's true. You, no? Yeah, that's politics, baby. I mean, well, okay. That's Blood Bowl, baby. <laughs> I mean, in theory, he shouldn't be. But... I don't even think it's in theory. I believe it. that's one of the core things the Founding Fathers meant is that you're going to have a two-party system that butt heads and fight, and uh-huh. they have to compromise or nothing will happen, which was just fine with them. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's what they tried to do when they walked out. So... You know, I'm kind of deeply unsure what the political impact of, of something like this would happen. Um, yeah, it's hard to say because what the Republicans were doing was essentially 
you know, they didn't like this bill, so fuck it, we're going to walk out. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't seem fair either, right? There has to be a mechanism to force them to show up to vote, even when they know their bill isn't going to pass, because otherwise, how do you ever get anything done? Well, but that shit happens all the time. I mean, government shutdowns happen. We just had a recent Sure, one. but what I'm saying is, like, the vice president doing this... Uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's a horrible thing. No, I mean the only thing, the only really thing that makes Congress do anything is public opinion. Uh-huh. Like that's what origin, that's what brought people back to the table this time is that the American people were like, "Fuck all y'all, yeah, on yeah. both your houses." Yeah, and they're like, "Ooh, we're gonna have to look to get reelected. We better, you know, do something." Sure. So. Like I said, I, I just don't know how this will work out. I know this happened because I did a little bit of research. We don't have a lot of time with these instant casts. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have definitely a lot more in our full casts in a few weeks. But um, I know this happened in 1988 where they actually did uh, issue a warrant for arrest for senators and brought them back. Yeah. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that case. Um, but the Trojan horse uh, amendment uh, passed. So the bill passed. Um, and then when Tusk called him to congratulate him, um, uh, Frank let, let him know that he knows what a two-faced dick he is, which mm-hmm. I believe that's now the third dick he got cut off. We'll call him Triceratops because <laughs> he's got three tusks. Um, <laughs> that's, if I missed anything there. So, okay, question. The bill that Frank got passed, did that include the sixty-eight, sixty-four? I think it's exactly the provision that they, Why would he they that shook then? on. Well, because the, I, other, the other votes he needed wouldn't go along with it unless the, it was the thing is, I, I don't know what they shook on. I don't know if, if him and Hector, and I'd have to watch it a second time, which obviously I don't have time to do, but I don't know huh. if Hector and him shook on the 67 and the 68-64 with the 15-year barring of revisiting yeah. issue was something that the Tea Party guy got and that he's wiping that slate clean and just going with the original deal, which that would be a, a hell of a win. Um, yeah. Or if they shook on the uh, uh, the Tea Party backed bill, which was the like I said, sixty four, sixty eight, fifteen. Yeah, the only real upside for Frank here is that he avoids the freeze, right? Right. Well, I mean, Frank, that's the thing is like I don't really know what Frank's passionate about, if anything, other than acquiring power. Sure. Now he's passionate about getting the presidency at this point, I'd imagine. But to what end? To be the president. I, <laughs> to I know. Have this seems like ultimate like, power. You know, like he he ca- he stacks power. Uh huh. For no real end, the same way Tusk stacks power money for uh, no real end. I think he's end. building a legacy. Of I, what? But if, unless you're trying to accomplish something, what is a legacy? I, that's I, the one thing. I, I, I know, that's one thing that I am really trying to figure out. It's like, what is he trying to do? Because unless you use power, if you just use power to get more power, that's not an end game. Like, is he wanting to declare martial law and we'll have Frank Underwood president dictator for life? <laughs> Um, I don't know why being the president would not be enough. I don't, it's literally the highest. But what uh, are you going to do you can with describe it? To, what are you going to do with it? Well, how is he going to make the country better? Or I don't know. I, that's, yeah, that's I don't know that he cares understand. about that. Maybe he's in it for the free health care and the lifetime. cheese <laughs> oh, and the lifetime uh, Secret Service. Yeah, he butler. wants Meacham behind him while he plays God of War <laughs> for the rest of his life. Uh, all right, what else are we missing? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel's now working for a polling telemarketing place yeah. uh, that calls and asks people opinion polls on firearms now. She hates her job. Uh, she calls her mom. Which 
that works doesn't, at a hospital. Sounds like she's a nurse at a hospital. Doesn't go anywhere this episode, right? No, this she is, calls. She has to hang up. That's it. Yeah, a lot of plots are being resolved as they're brought up this season, but yeah. this is one of the ones that are they're kind of a thread. Mm-hmm. Um, she the the earbud sharing happened on a bus, which <laughs> happens to be a girl named Lisa who works at a Christian bookstore, I believe. Or maybe maybe she's just advertising uh, a church. Yeah, I think she was advertising her church. And they have really good music. No, they don't. <laughs> no, I, I mean, by, uh, by and large, Christian rock. Well, I mean, like Creed's the best example of Christian rock, and that's th- as good as it gets. That's, like that's damning with some fucking faint praise. If Frank were trying to rise to the top of the Christian rock spectrum, yeah, <laughs> he would aspire to be Scott Stapp. <laughs> Um, but they're more like Unitarian, non-denominational Christian rock, right? Which yeah, is probably yeah, why yeah. they got as high as they did. Yep. Um, we see that her life is pretty bleak. She's living in this shitty pre-furnished apartment. Doug is basically ruling her life, saying she can't go out and meet new people. Yeah, how long do you think that's going to last? I don't know how, because I just you just can't micromanage people like that. No. You can't. I, I don't think she's going to put up with that much longer. And we see cracks in it already because she's gone to the church, right? Right. And my question is, we talked about this last episode. Rachel should be should be off. She should be dead, yes. Um, if you're going to kill anybody, why kill Zoe? It's not a moral judgment. I'm just saying that if, if, if no, you're no, no. Yeah. doing the calculus the way Frank does it, then she should be dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Doug is protecting her, but why? Is it because he's got this big brother relationship with her? Because she sucked his dick for a couple hundred bucks once? What's going on? I don't, it's not feeling like a big brother thing anymore. It feels like an abusive boyfriend. Uh, yeah, a like lot a, like, like an abusive, rela- controlling relationship to its, uh, again, to no real end. I mean, he's trying to protect her, but protect her why? Because he cares about her? I don't think so. It's because he. It's because she's his property. Uh, yeah, maybe a That's little. That's what of it that. feels like to me, which mm-hmm. is pretty gross and pretty dark for, for Doug there. Yeah, and I mean he's he's telling. He's telling Frank that he's going to take care of Lucas and he's going to take care of Rachel, and it doesn't seem like he has either of them under control. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, maybe so he meets with the FBI guy. Maybe he is aiding them in some fashion to take down Lucas. Maybe this is just a big sting operation, but Rachel feels like she is out of his control to a large degree. Interesting. Uh, but Rachel does go to church. Uh, she comes for the music and stays for the cooking pizza, which is, that's how they get you. It really starts with cooking pizza and then it's hail Jesus. Yep. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so we're going to see what the wrath of Doug is on that because I wouldn't, I kind of expected a whole scene for the camera to slowly pan over to Stamper looking at her over an overpass or behind a steering wheel fuming. Uh-huh. Um, one other – so there's two other uh, threads. We talked about Claire and how she saw Christina. Mm-hmm. She did that when she was interviewing this man called Connor who's from Lubbock, Texas, and he's either wanting to be the vice president's chief of staff or public relations officer or – yeah. Uh, Press secretary, something in something in the business of managing their public appearance. Yeah, he's trying to arrange an interview for her uh, because he's so he just so enamored with her in the South Carolina interview. He saw her running her fingers through Frank's hair, and he was just like completely sold somehow. Yeah. 
Um, it, it came off a little creepy to me, but and and I the whole time I was watching this guy, I'm like, this guy seems like a fucker. Uh-huh. Why do I hate this man's face? <laughs> and I googled it, and it turns out he's plays he's played by the same actor that played uh, Joan uh, hu- Joan's husband, the uh, Doctor Harris, yeah. who shipped off to who Vietnam for Mad Men. Yeah, let's not spoil Mad Men. But okay, but yeah, he was a bastard. We're not, we can't too. spoil three, two seasons ago. No, no, no. I, oh, I don't want Jesus. to. It's a totally different show. People haven't watched it. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh. Claire's clearly impressed that he went to that deep of a cut into their, you know, personal archives oh, and yeah. did that diligence and had that attention to detail because you know Frank wants to be this powerful vice president that barges in and takes over Senate, but he also wants to do it behind the scenes. Hmm, yeah. And Connor articulates uh, what should be obvious is that's a very tall order. You can't be, you know, a charging matador, heavy cavalry type uh, vice president and also be behind the scenes manipulator power. You kind of got to choose one or the other. And if he's going to do both, it's going to take a very deft touch. And he's like, you know, that little gesture like uh, touching his hair is the kind of thing that can buy you months of background. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I wonder if. This is going to usher in a new era of artificiality with their relationship? Huh. I don't know. The relationship has been it's somewhat strained lately, I think. Well, not only that, but it's never been like warm, oh, play with your hair and, and yeah. that kind of relationship. And maybe he's saying you guys need to shed some of this ice king and queen yeah. crap. At least in public. Um sure. The last thread that I have on my notes is Jackie. Jackie. Meets, Jackie and her tattoo. Well, there's a couple things. She meets with uh, a speaker of the ha- uh, House, Birch, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't originally commit to a course of action from the Senate. Later, he rubber stamps whatever coming through the Senate. But he calls her and her chief of staff ladies in a very derogatory way, which she takes a note of. It seems that he's threatened. Um then a woman identifying herself as Catalina calls. Yeah, which I assume is Ted's wife. Yeah, from uh, last episode, yeah. the one that uh, she betrayed by revealing to depress the existence of his uh, illegitimate daughter. Yep. Uh, she was pissed and accuses her, swears at her in Spanish. Uh, it really rattles Jackie. Mm-hmm. And the end of the episode, we see her get more work done on a terrible barbed wire and rose <laughs> tattoo. Uh but, yeah. but there's got to, there's some there's, meaning there. There is definitely. I feel like maybe she has felt very guilty about things in her past, and every time she does, she gets a rose or That's whatever flower that was she's, to commemorate. She gets a rose for every betrayal to remember or it. sin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or I wonder if it has something to do with that adoptive family or the daughter, hmm. Ted's uh, daughter. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we learn a little bit more about why that tattoo exists. But, yeah. And also in the full cast, we can think about it a little bit more. So that's it for our instant take. But starting next week, we'll be doing a longer, more in-depth weekly cast for House of Cards. Be sure to send us your thoughts and feedback to Cards at baldmove.com and we just might read it on air. If you've enjoyed our show, please help us get our new House of Cards podcast launched in style by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. 
can also support us by using our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Just go to amazon.ballmove.com and we'll get a tiny cut of Amazon's profits from whatever you buy on that session. Best of all, it costs you nothing. Be sure to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about Bald Move. Also, check out our website for all our other television coverage for Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Downton Abbey, and all of our general pop culture casts like Personal Arrogance and Vicar Show. Keep up with the latest on Twitter at Bald Move and on Facebook.com slash Bald Move. See you next episode.